Did you know that? That's right. It we is a podcast. We have a podcast. We it's do. the official podcast of the Sidewalk Film Center and Cinema, and really for the film festival as well. And we talk about movies and, and all kind of related bullshit on here. I'm just consistently amazed that people have entrusted us with recording a podcast. Yeah. And well, producing. And trust is an interesting word. <laughs> Producing a whole like hundreds of episodes. Oh, we're getting we're getting really close to episode three hundred, Brad. Oh my god, getting yeah. really really close. This what is this? This is two eighty eight. Two eighty eight. Sucking on a chili dog outside the taste fruit. <laughs> you know the song. I no. Come on. You I don't know that lyric. I don't. I don't. I don't immediately recognize dog. the lyric. It's Whoa. not. It's not the. Fairly Brothers 2003 comedy <laughs> stuck on you guys. Like, come on. Fair. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, that would be the Coog, bitch. That would be the Coog. Oh, okay. Get it together, Jack and Diane. Yeah. All right. And, it, and I've know. heard that song approximately 400 million times. Yes, you have. Just and this like is, all of us. This is when it was indeed John Cougar and not John Cougar Mellencamp and certainly not John Mellencamp. So. Hmm. It was the Coog. Those were the days, huh? Sucking on a chili dog. There's actually a version of that where they just replace every line with sucking on a chili dog, which I highly recommend. But we're not here to suck on chili dogs. No, we're here to say, what's up, ding-dongs? Don't think I forgot. Boom. Shoo-wing. There we go. Sorry for screaming in the mic. You did swing? I did swing. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> What's this shit? That's Did so you gentle. like that? It's so gentle. So subtle. Very feminine of me. Oh my goodness. Imagine that. Okay. Our, our number one fan, Jane Lynch, coming back to the podcast now oh, that you're not so fuck off, abrasive. Jane fuck off. Listen, you hit him with this ding dong bullshit early on, and I feel like busted some eardrums. Yeah, like, sorry. Like, think you're Dinosaur Jr. over here. I am <laughs> going to now be subtle in my approach, and I'm, this is, the scene I'm about to describe, not so subtle. Okay. I think you're probably going to get it. It's actually, uh, it's not the first time that this film has ever been mentioned on the podcast. I will say uh. that. So this isn't a, a, a true surprise necessarily. Well, I mean, it kind of is. So this is the opening scene to the film. I'm going to tell you that. Okay. And of course, I'm going to describe this. You're going to try to guess it. All right. So it's the opening scene to the film. And it's like, a. at first, we're, for whatever reason, they're not wanting to reveal the man in the scene. His okay. hand is on a steering wheel. It's dark at night. We get a wide shot of a, a burgermatic. And this gentleman pulls up to the drive through at this, what looks to be maybe Texas or someplace that's very vast and flat and barren. And so we're in a fast food place that's not in a city. It's in, a, in the country, okay. if you will, rural, if you will. And drives up to the window and says, and then we see a shot of a, his hand on the wheel again. And then he, he says something. Well, the young woman says through the speaker, may I take your order? She clearly works there. And he says, regular vanilla milkshake. And then it gets real gross, and he goes, tall and very cold. Which, first of all, nobody's ever said this into a microphone at a drive-thru ever once. And if they did, they need to be arrested immediately. <laughs> it's disgusting. It made me really feel uncomfortable and just, and just gross. But, of course, she then says, sure, a dollar and two cents or whatever. And then he, he says, it's me, honey. And she's like, I'm, just pull around. So uh, obviously he's trying to do something there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So at first I was like, oh, he's just being gross. But then he was being, he was just being gross, but he was just being gross to somebody who he's intimate with. Gotcha. 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 So he pulls around, you know, this, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I don't, I don't okay. have it. 
He pulls around and the window slides open. And I think if I told you who slid the window open, you might guess this film. Uh-huh. Very famous young woman, uh, very young at this point. You know, she's my age, so not so young anymore. Okay. And so she says through the drive-through window, you know, here, here's your shake or whatever. And he says, "I did it. It's I made a clean break with my wife." And he, oh, by the way, he's much older. Uh-huh. I made a clean break with my wife. I did it like you told me to. And then she says back to him, well, how did that happen? And he said, well, she asked me if I was having an affair. And I said, yes. And then she turns and goes, well, did you tell her about this? And reveals that she's pregnant. It's very large, very pregnant. Um. So is this the movie Home Fries? Ding, ding, ding. You got it. This is Home Fries. I've never seen this. This is, um, <laughs> but this is Natalie Portman, pregnant, fast food. No, no, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. That's right. That's right. Natalie Portman's the Walmart movie. That's right. With Susan that's Sarandon. Right. That was right. around the same time yeah. where she's also pregnant. Also pregnant. But Drew Barrymore is, who's the dude? Is the dude Luke Wilson? He is in this film, but this this man who's pulled through uh-huh. the drive-thru is character actor man. You know what okay. I mean? He's yeah, not yeah, a yeah. he's not a famous man. Got it. But this cast, I just want you to know that Jake Jake Busey's in this thing somewhere. Of course. Shelley Duvall's in this thing somewhere. Really? Yes. I, I didn't should, I did not see her, but I, I saw her see name. This movie then. And uh and then of course Luke Wilson and uh Catherine O'Hare. Oh really? Yes. So it's got a I mean, when the titles were coming up, I was very distracted with what was happening on screen because uh-huh. I was like, this is an insane little cast here. It doesn't look good. It looks actually, it looks terrible. Absolutely terrible. Hmm. I bet it's- But you uh, got it. You yeah, did get it. I, I even though you it. got, you were, you even had a little bit of a casting hiccup there, but it's okay because you got the title. Yeah. I, you know, I, I've, I've never seen this. I believe that it's written by Vince Gilligan who created Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Well, I would have no idea, but um, you can fact check that I and we'll come back right. and retract this if it's kind incorrect. Of one of his first big credits before, or- Right around the time, I should say. Uh, He worked on the uh, staff of The X-Files, my beloved The X-Files, which I've seen every episode of dozens of times. Well, what a shame that he worked on this because this looks like the Stony Road. This looks just absolutely terrible. Well, we all got to get started somewhere. Whatever. Well, you won. You won. There it is. Another point for you. It is that time again. We just did one of these, but here I go again. Show me that smile. It's showing. Tell me that smile. Don't waste another minute on your crying. This I can is keep the going extended with version. It really is. Brad, can you put that in there? Because that is such a sure. great song written by the one and only R.I.P. Alan Thicke. Did you know that? Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. Pretty sure. Pretty, pretty sure. We'll retract if not, because that is an important thing to know about. Uh, but look what I've got. You have the Scarecrow movie guy. I'm about to throw it at you. All this right. is one of my this favorite things in the world. Enormous. As a matter of fact, when it went missing once and it happened to be at the sidewalk office on our desk, I ordered another copy because that's how much I love that thing. I couldn't find it on my bookshelf and I was like, somebody has taken my Scarecrow book and I'll order another one. So there are two. There's one that lives by our desk and then there's one that lives at the loft at my house. And I am throwing it over oh, to you shit. because isn't it very cool? The Scarecrow movie guide. This is a giant guide of obscure cinema and sort of off the beaten path cinema. Um, so I was thinking that what we would do here today uh-huh. is 
I, you know, I kind of thought, well, for one, we could do a different version of Sidewalk Home Video, which maybe that's really what this is. I don't know. But it is nice to kind of have this, this just this, this holding this book in your hand, right? Yeah. I want you to just randomly flip to a page. Okay. And, and just put your finger somewhere on a film and let's see where we land. And, re- and, and, and if you would, read everybody the title and the, na- and the description of the film from the Scarecrow Home Video Guide. Uh, maybe I should redo it. Okay. What did you land on, though? Die Hard. Have let's, you ever heard of it? Let's redo. Ever heard of that little <laughs> word? And, of course, Scarecrow was a it, – it was a – I don't believe it still exists anymore. It was a movie rental house in Seattle, Washington. Am I right about that? I don't know. Well, we'll, well, Sam, can you fact check us on that? That's that Scarecrow was a home video rental store in Seattle, Washington, and I don't think it exists any longer. As a matter of fact, I think they got rid of their inventory. If you'll fact check us on that while Corey is perusing through the book, that would be awesome. Just to make that sure. That's correct. Oh, you're, you're correct. I was, I was, I was correct. Okay, Here I landed go. on one that I am. Well, I've already seen this movie actually, and maybe you have too. This is uh, from 1971, directed by Alejandro Jodorowsky. Oh, wow. El Topo. Cool. El Topo, uh, which is, should I just read this entry? Yeah, I think read the entry from Scarecrow, yeah. Jodorowsky's most famous film is this bloody surrealist Western that was adored by potheads, including John Lennon, as a midnight show phenomenon and dismissed by critics for that very reason. This is my interjection here. This movie rules. Okay, back to the entry. Um, At the beginning of the film, Jodorowsky is a menacing, black-clad outlaw. It really seems like a Western inspired by Leone and Peckinpah, but with an unusually nightmarish landscape that includes a field of dead rabbits. And it gets weirder from there. That was my interjection again. Back to the entry. El Topo starts traveling the desert in a spiral to meet and kill a procession of masters. Next thing you know, he's wearing monk robes and he wakes up underground where he meets a community of inbred freaks. He leads them on an exodus to the surface, only to see them mercilessly gunned down by the townspeople, the weirdest Western you'll ever see. Unfortunately, you'll have a hard time finding it because disputes by Jodorowsky and producer Alan Klein have prevented it from being released on video or DVD in the United States. But I can say that's no longer true. You can acquire. I I don't think it was true at Scarecrow because I do think the whole point of his book was, and they probably had a bootleg behind the counter kind of thing. But the point of his book was this kind of goes through their inventory of home uh, of videos that you could rent at their home video store, and therefore. If you didn't live in Seattle, you could kind of have a guide the same way you would have an employee's pick kind of shelf, right? And so I believe it's the Scarecrow employees who wrote the synopsis that have a little bit of texture to them, right? That's fantastic. Isn't it? Doesn't it make just so much sense, too, that that sits on a programmer's desk, right? Absolutely. How many pages is that sucker, Corey? Because it's it's not it's a sizable book too. It's not like a pocket size thing. It is more than eight hundred pages yeah. long. It's and it's the entries quite are hefty. the entries are are fairly small. So it's a it covers a lot of ground there. You got a lot of films packed in that little thing. Yeah, this is this is pretty amazing. cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is uh that's show and tell for today. I'm gonna have to check this out at the programmer's office frequently. Well, 
Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Side Talks. For your own personal cinematic Adam Sandler and the Academy. Oh, boo. boo. Sandman should have at least one Oscar nomination. Boo. I, might I mean, argue he should I, have two. I will say it again and again and again. He should have gotten one for Uncut Gems. He should have won for Uncut Gems that year. I don't know who won that year. I'm sure it was well deserved. I'm not trying to get anybody's face. Or was that Leo? And if so, then fuck you. But Adam Sandler should have won for Uncut Gems. I'm going to say it. Oh, uh, well, certainly over who did win that year, who was Joaquin Phoenix and Joker, which is a bad movie. Oh, and a he bad absolutely should have won, yeah. and he, he 100%, was right. 100%. He was right. Um, but he should also have a nomination, at least, for Punch Drunk Love. Agreed. Oh, hands down. Yeah. I was just going with more recent, but you're absolutely right about that, too. Yep. So I, I got your back, Adam Sandler. from The Sandman. But I'm going to be Adam Sandler, and you're going to be the Academy. Thank you for listening to Side Talks Podcast. Thanks to Batwell Studios. Thank you, Brad. And uh, thank you to Revelator Coffee, our sponsor. Remember last year how I gave Coda Best Picture? I'm the Academy. Yeah, you are the Academy. I, didn't I really, mean, you really, really are. I didn't really like that choice. You really, really are. Um, visit us on social media at The Academy. Just kidding. At Sidewalk Film. Or check us out at SidewalkFest.com, which is where our cinema showtimes live. Brad is aghast at me right now. He is so... I think the look on his face is profound disappointment. Um, never, never. Okay, if you say so. Uh, anyway, that's all I got. That's it. Which is probably for the That's best. That's it, ding dongs. Oh, Rachel did the ding dong. <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, I figured let's get it over with quick. I could have said that a different way, but you, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Here we go. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.